Video recordings of this podcast can be found on RaisingEquity.org and Raising Equity on YouTube. Hey folks, I'm Dr. Kira Banks, and this is Raising Equity. On today's diversity download, I have a plea for you. Please, please, please stop training for training's sake. So number one, don't host a training if you aren't willing to act on the content of the training. That might seem really basic, but it's important because what I've seen is organizations want to have some sort of diversity, equity, inclusion training. They feel like they want to keep the work going, but they haven't been doing the work. And so they have a training and it actually ends up agitating folks who are in the organization that are serious about change because the training gets plopped in the midst of not much. And then the feeling is like, okay, what are we going to do with it? So don't have a training unless you're willing to act on it. Number two, don't host a training if your leadership is going to proceed to undermine it. And you might say, of course, leadership isn't going to undermine it. They're, they're, you know, they're sanctioning it. They're paying for it, but they can undermine it in a few different ways. One of the ways they can undermine it is by pushing back when people give suggestions or ideas as a result of the training, because people want to take action, right? And if leadership isn't willing to hold the feedback, to hear it, to consider it, then that's going to cause some division. It's actually going to cause more division. Now, in the training, I've also seen leaders undermine the training by being disengaged, um, by not participating. And so if they're going to be present, they should be fully present and invested and maybe even sharing some reflections and maybe even modeling learning or making mistakes or being reflective, right? That's that's real important. And if leadership isn't able to do that, it can cause more division. Because what I've seen happen sometimes is the training happens and people didn't listen to step number one. <laughs> they had the training. They weren't trying to back it up with action. Leadership hears some feedback from folks and really gets defensive because they're feeling self-righteous. Like, we, we hosted the training. And that basically just shows their ineffective leadership around the areas of diversity, equity, and inclusion. So you end up highlighting the work that leadership needs to do to prepare the way for the training. And so I encourage you to really make sure that leadership is ready. I have a previous diversity download that asks, you know, does leadership have what it takes? That's worth taking a listen to. Number three, Three? Yes, three. Don't host a training if all your hopes are pinned on the training. If you believe that this training is going to solve all the problems, if if just this training, then insert some like magical miracle cure. It's just not going to happen like that. If that's not realistic. I, I when I was writing this, I was thinking about how you know, there's a, if you're like, if you're lovesick for someone, you know, you just think, oh, if I, if I could just be with this person, or if I could just reach this goal. And it's, it's kind of like fantasy. If anyone has seen Dear Evan Hansen, the musical that, that Evan talks about how like all his hopes are pinned on Zoe and like things would be good. The day would be good. He wouldn't be depressed or anxious. All his hopes are pinned on Zoe and he feels that deeply and then also realizes how like unrealistic that is and yet ends up, well, I won't give it away. Anyway, 
don't host a training if all your hopes are pinned on that training because a training is just a drop in the bucket. It really is important to have it be a place dropped in a place that's like fertilized for action. And so there might be some pre-work you have to do with leadership. There might be some preparation that you need to do with folks who are coming to the training. There might be some level setting you need to do to communicate with folks who are coming to the training that this is a piece of the work, but it doesn't equal all of the work. Now, disclaimer, I do diversity training, so I'm not completely knocking them, but when I do them and I'm working with a client, I make sure that it's like a seed that's being planted in fertile ground. So I'll ask questions about, you know, what is the environment? What's in the soil? Like what's leadership done or doing? Uh, What's the culture and climate like? What have you done before? What sort of initiatives have you had? What sort of leadership training specific around DEI? There are all sorts of things I ask to understand you know, what's the quality of the soil that this seed is being planted in? Because if I find that leadership doesn't have the capacity, right, to really hear what's coming and maybe there's some even skepticism about the training and about this work, I often suggest there needs to be some work done with leadership before we do an all-staff training because I'm actually wanting to support the organization in being able to develop. And I want that, I want that seed to be able to grow, Right? I don't want to just come into an organization and, and, and do the training for training's sake. I want it to be like a seed that's planted in fertile ground. I might not be there to water it, but with some companies and organizations, I do stay to water, make sure we tend to that plant and, the, and pruning and all of that. But if I'm there or not, I want it to be have landed on fertile ground and then I want it to be um, the care of it to be to be planned out, right? That if it's going to be a dry time that it's going to get watered, I want it to be cared for. And so we also talk about what comes after the training. And so I just share that to say, I am not saying don't do trainings. I'm saying don't do them just to do them. Do them in a way that that sets them up for success, that can make them be effective at giving people the knowledge and the skills and the awareness that they then get to practice to lead to effective change. Sounds simple. I know it's not that simple, but I do think that it's important to understand you know, the, so I want you to know that, you know, trainings can provide knowledge, they can increase awareness, they can offer some skills, but all of those things need to be put into action. They need to be practiced. Those skills might create aha moments, and then people need to learn how to put them into action. And so it's really important to think about what comes after the DEI training. I have another diversity download on what comes after the training. But today, I I felt led to kind of just name the fact that I see organizations doing trainings for training's sake. And it's not going to be what solves our problems. And so then you have folks saying, yeah, trainings don't work. Well, no, they don't work because they aren't the work. And you haven't done the pre-work for it to be effective. And you don't have the infrastructure to continue to practice the skills that the training brings to you. And so let's be realistic about our expectations and what training can do and what it doesn't do, what it's not even designed to do, what it can't do, what the limitations are, so that we can all work together and think about all the pieces within an organization that need to be in place to make what is learned in a training effective after the training. Hope that gave you some food for thought as you think about your own organization and how you continue the work and move it forward. You can follow me on all the socials, Dr. Kira Banks on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. 
Thanks for joining me on Raising Equity. 